Welcome to Oprah Relationship Podcast, you guys. This is episode 25. Yeah. Oh, we made it. Cheaper insurance. <laughs> <laughs> For real, this, when you get 25, it's supposed to... Oh, car insurance, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, I, okay. I, I, I like my analogy of every episode. Yeah, that was good. I don't know about yeah, every episode, but this one was a good analogy. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> the only ones that stand out are... What is it? 18, 21, and 25. Yeah. 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 26. I'm going to come up with something. Yeah. 30. Something. <laughs> well, welcome to Oplisha Podcast. And hi, openers. Thank you for rocking with us. We are at 281 subscribers. And shout out to everyone who subscribed. And make sure y'all ass do subscribe. I'm tired of y'all ass watching it for free. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to Oplisha Podcast. We have an open and honest conversation about everything from A to Z. And it pertains to LGBTQ plus community and beyond. I'm your host, Rodney. I'm Devin. I'm Tay. I'm Solomon. And we're about to start this good old show. And so we have a wonderful guest today. He's my form, former Andy Cohen. Oh. <laughs> I'll take that one. I'll take yeah. that. Yes, but um, he is a producer, a creator of pop-up production, and he has a hit show called Set It Off ATL. It was in a war category. Yes. Yeah. Okay, girl. Yes. Okay. <laughs> He's been busy, but I'll tell you, take, you know, start it off. <laughs> I'm sorry, sponsor. Sponsor. Well, you're way out of order. We didn't even ask how our day was. We <laughs> oh, didn't. shit. God we damn it. do that anymore. You know, okay. I watch You know, I had to introduce him, so that's oh, right. right. So okay. I need to do it right. Okay. Okay. All right. So, Devin, how was your week? I had an amazing week. Uh, very busy. Uh, but I don't like to be busy. Like, I feel like a lot of us ask to be busy. We wanted to be doing this. We want to be doing that. And then when we get it, it's like, oh, I'm so tired. I'm so busy. So, it's like, which one do you want? So, I found myself complaining a lot this week about being tired, but it's like, I mm. want to be that busy person. As long as it's things that are productive, things are going to be working towards my future, et cetera. Um, so I just left an event, a premiere um, for Pretty V. She's doing like, I think it's called like What's Cooking. That's like her new show that she's doing. Um, so I just left the premiere. Pleasure P was there. Tamar was walking in as I left. I'm pretty sure Pleasure P would have invited me to sit on his face had I stayed longer. So Allegedly. I'm here with you guys. I told you Tasha K getting sued, bitch. <laughs> Not for what I'm saying. <laughs> um, but I, I had I had a good week. I had a really good week. I'm excited to see you guys. Um, but I had a good time at the premiere, too. And I was like, do I tell the guys to come here and production to come here? And we just filmed the show here. Child or do I clear. take my ass to the studio? <laughs> You're going to get a little yeah. grind on me. A lot of grind. Well, grind on him. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that you're so far, I can't high five, but definitely. Yeah, but I had a good week overall. You know, give me spectacular that we can talk. Ooh, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Let me switch characters. Take week. Um, my week's been good. I had a really good weekend in Houston. Child, I actually turned up, y'all. Like, yes. really up. had any regrets? You deserved it. You any deserved regrets? it. No. Um, any ex boos? I saw a few. <laughs> What's a few? How many is that? Right. Uh, ten. No, bitch. Don't do that. <laughs> um, I only saw. I saw four of them. Were they trying to come at you? Um, two were. Okay. But and um, they know you're engaged. They, they definitely know I'm engaged. Okay. <laughs> But overall, I had a really good time. Um, I enjoyed my friend's birthday. I got to see a lot of people I haven't seen in like six years since I've been gone. 
Um, so that was really fun. Um, we went a lot of different places and I really enjoy myself. It made me feel good. Everybody wants to be me now. Like, they're like, oh, I'm a yes. bitch. Oh, why do I want to be you? <laughs> oh, they want to. They want to be you. I thought you said be with you. No, what oh, you mean, like, because you're married? Or? Mm-hmm. Like, because I'm engaged. So they're like, oh, I can't wait to be you. Oh, girl. You know. Okay, ugly swan turned to beautiful. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> I'm just playing. But I get what you're saying. It's really hard to. Can I ask a quick? People want to know what is your fiance's name? They wanna, Why does that matter? People ask. I just want to. Uh, look, I'm talking like it's my fiance. I, why you want to know my man's name? Because it's Demetrius. Okay, it's Demetrius, guys. And if you answer your fiance, your fiance. That is not his Instagram handle, so don't oh. try to look for Demetrius on Instagram, oh right? Girl, he's <laughs> insecure. Take Duke. Look. <laughs> but no, other than that, good week. I had my last interview yesterday for the job. Y'all, y'all finna think I'm crazy, but I don't even want the job no more. Oh my god. Girl. I don't because when I sat down with the director and we was going over everything, I never really put a lot of thought into it. I was talking about the money and stuff, but the fact that he's just talking like you're giving up all your weekends, all your holidays, and all of this, he's like you're pretty much giving up your life <laughs> to be here. And I'm like, bitch, I don't want to do that. <laughs> like that's not for me. But well, I would say this: when you are elevating and going into management. That is true. Yeah. It depends what arena, because there's a lot of managers. Yeah, unless you work in like a school weekends. system or something, mm-hmm. or a bank, then well, even banks open on Saturdays. Well, like, even if you work in a school system, because there's like events and like things that you have to show. Your up life, for, basically, so. I'm trying to say, life is pretty much gone. Yeah. And so vacations, we need make sure they got a good vacation. Right, and then then you don't get paid overtime. I'm like, Ooh. no, cause you salary. <laughs> oh, this ain't gonna work. That's why you gotta make sure your salary is, you know. Yeah, worth it. Worth yeah. it with your overtime. Worth it tomorrow, and you know I'll decide. <laughs> well, I don't. So, are you gonna have the third interview if you're like kind of contemplating if you want to do it or? Well, I thought you said you no, finished. Of, oh, okay, money. you have. So, okay, so now when I talk to them tomorrow, right? They're offering me a position. Is the salary what you want? Yeah, it's pretty good. Is it worth the weekends? Mm. I don't think you gotta work every weekend. Yeah, I doubt it. No, but he never said all holidays. For sure. So I don't wait, y'all be y'all would be like working on Christmas? Yeah, you know they close like they close early, but oh still, right, like, duh. You know, yeah. Like no, I'm not gonna travel home. So. Aren't you assistant manager? You know. Don't you make the schedule? Yeah, bitch, but they gotta say that those are mandatory. <laughs> Managers and all. Girl, I'm off this week. <laughs> the managers here, the assistants are off this week. So which right. what you want? How do you want Christmas or uh, Thanksgiving? Right. We'll see. I'll let y'all guys know once I know. Yeah, but wherever you're supposed to be, you'll be. So exactly. I'm yeah, confident in that. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Solomon, how was your week? My week has why'd you say it like that? Because you know, you say it was Oh. Well, um ultimately my week has been <laughs> ultimately my week has been okay. Um I think I developed an allergy. Um and so took Benadryl. I do feel better. Feel allergy to what? Yeah. Well it was Chinese food. Ooh, Donald Trump. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you were coming at Chinese cuisine, right? You were just saying that's the last thing you ate. That that okay. Right? Am I am I interpreting it? You're very correct. You're very correct. (laughs) (laughs) You a messy bitch. (laughs) Um my week so work life home work life, my home life is 
great, but my family is truly a mess. Um, it's hard. It's a lot going on behind the scenes, and me and my mom had words today about my brother, about certain mm-hmm. things that he do, and mm-hmm. it happens. So, I mean, it wasn't like a bad blowout, but like she hung up on me, and. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you were the like you could have done things differently? No, because I what one thing I don't like about my family, and I, I think others can relate to this that we really like to pacify shit. Mm-hmm. We know shit is not right. And I'm not going to go to expound too much on that. Right, right. But, like, it's just, like, you know this is not right, so why are we, like, it's okay with what they're doing? Right, like, sleeping mm. under the rug. Don't yeah, like, it. no, it's not yeah. okay. Like, bitch, you need to do better. Yeah. And I had that type of conversation with my mom. I ain't say all that, but, like, mom, he needs to do better. Right. Like, yeah. what do you want me to lie? But, okay, it's okay. No. That's understandable, but I feel like the the view for somebody being a sibling versus a parent, the views are always going to be it different. Will be you know, different. I, I do not have children, so I and I told my mom that like, my I'm saying it's your son and all this stuff. But I'm just like the children, his siblings, right. see bullshit. Right. So. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, I feel like we anybody with siblings probably has been in that situation, you know, and I'm pretty sure my siblings have been in the situation talking about me to my mom at times, you know, yeah. or to my parents at times. So I guess so pray for us Christians yeah. only. Don't. Well, because you don't want them praying to like, look, Christians only. Jesus Christ well, I was God. I correct you at let first, say, but I'm let like, you're right. right His name is Jesus Christ, God, Jehovah Jireh, <laughs> Jehovah Nisi. I was about to say that. Jehovah Shalom. <laughs> there you go. Jehovah Anybody Rasha. else? I don't want Buddha, Shalom, ever. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> but Brandon, how was your week? Oh, wow. Um, I mean... For me, it's been pretty busy. I was invited here, so that was good. Thank y'all so much for We're the happy invitation. To have you. Um, I've just been working a lot on the show. It's getting ready to come out like at this time, I believe this week. So, yeah, it's just been really busy working a lot. So, how are you feeling? But like, are you like some people when they're about to like release their projects, they're like you know like nervous or they're super excited or they're like you know, I'm all over the place, but I'm good. So how would you describe how you are feeling right now knowing that your big project is about to, like, re- be released into the world? Like, everybody's about to see it. Literally all of that. Okay. Like, it's, okay. it's like, I'm ready for it to be over. I'm mm-hmm. excited. I'm right. anxious. I'm tired of this. Like, you, right. you have all these different emotions. Right. But I have an amazing, an amazing partner, Reggie, that does everything. Like, okay. he keeps me balanced because I'm the crazy one. I'm the one that always nitpicks and finds problems mm-hmm. with everything. But Reggie's that even balance. So okay. I'm excited. I'm really excited. All right. Well, that's good. We're excited to have you, like I said. Thank so, you. Yeah. Yes, but let's get into the sponsorship. We get to the questions. Mm-hmm. Yes. Alright, so let's talk about our sponsors. So we do have a little bit of crown left because they sent us so much. And we tucked it away because we didn't want to take the spotlight. But we still had to say thank you because y'all gave us so much. So thank you, Crown. Uh, but tonight we have a beautiful bottle of Blue Hypnotic. Blue's my favorite color. Y'all know that. Um, and Hypnotic is um, mostly a New York drink, um, but it's native to France. So I found that interesting that it would be like, those are two completely like different sides of the world. Um, and just to me, those are different I don't know, like one's a major city and then one is like a fabulous, you know, place you would go. That's Not that New question. York isn't fabulous, yes. Is the Statue of Liberty from France? I have no idea, babe. I don't it know. Is. It is. Yeah. 
So it's a correlation. So that's a correlation. Thank you for bringing that up. You sound like my students, like Mr. Robertson. That's a correlation. <laughs> yeah. So thank you, Rodney, for that. Um, so that explains it. So the Statue of Liberty is a France thing or theme. Um, so, you know, hypnotic goes right in. So again, hypnotic is a native to France, um, but it's like a New York thing. Like that's their thing in New York. Um, and this is coming straight from the people at hypnotic. Um, so thank you. What do y'all think about it? How does it, how does it taste? It's so scrumptious. It's really yeah, it's really good. It's really smooth. I put a little pineapple, but I probably could have done it straight. Like you yeah, said, just drink mm -hmm. it straight. I have to yeah. mix it. So I'm not going to lie. The hypnotic? But it's good. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, hypnotic. Do they have other colors besides blue? <laughs> I think they have other drinks okay mm -hmm. well send us a couple more so that we can just sample everything and before we make a decision on which one we like the best but thank you so much thank you doll babies <laughs> hypnotic babies thank you you're ready it's you it's you baby <laughs> all right so on today we normally have pillow talk with tay but today we have a special guest so our segment is called the hot seat oh <laughs> Especially made for you. Okay, <laughs> you're in it. Oh my! Bet you wish Reggie was there now. Right? Like Reggie, please, like come take this. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna take it easy on you. I'm okay. Not, um, you know. Okay. Good. Not, He's like, know. thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Sir. I can't say the same for them. Oh, oh but, right. Right. Oh, I'll take it easy. You know that. Oh, I thought it was just you. Okay. No, no, neither is Solomon. But you know, I'll start it. How do I get in this? <laughs> it's gonna be in the middle. So I asked the first question. Okay. Um, I like the middle. <laughs> Verse. Okay, so what I want to know is, um, if I was approaching, if I was a network approaching you about mm -hmm. your show, mm -hmm. and I wanted to pick your show up, how would you sell your show to me? What would make your show different from the other shows? That's what they have. That is such a good question that I was not prepared to answer. But um, no, honestly. I feel like our show is different than the other Atlanta shows that you see because our cast is such an array of different people from like super, super young, like I call them babies, like 22 year olds to we have people up in their 50s on our show. So um, it just shows like the lifestyle of people in the LGBTQ plus alphabet community, I guess you could say community and their allies um, in different lights than always just all the pettiness and the argument and fighting. It does happen, right. but I think it's, we're just different in that aspect that it's very inclusive. Okay. I'll go with the next question. Um, that was a, that was a really good, a really good genuine answer. So that, that was good. Like I hate when people try to like make up something. So that was really good. Um, so my question would be the last episode that we filmed last week, we were discussing, would we suck dick for a job or, you know, some type of advancement. So my question to you is, Ooh. um, you know, I'm sure that your show was going to go far. Okay. But if you could fast track that times 10, mm -hmm. Would you go ahead and suck a little dick? I would suck a little dick. Okay, can we toast? Then you go like, toast, because I ain't mad at it. You might be sucking a lot of dick, but <laughs> I would definitely do it. Yes, absolutely. Yes, I know that's right. That was my question. See, y'all are so... No, we, we have a lot of questions, actually. So, you know, so do you do you subscribe to the LGBT community? Are you a member of the LGBT community? Yes. Okay. Now, because we are on open relationships, do you believe in open relationships? And have you had one? Specifically, I, have you been in a threesome? I have been in an open relationship. A ton of questions. I have been in threesomes. They don't work for me. Um, 
the ones that I that I have been a part of, we always go into it saying that when one of us decides that we don't want to do this anymore, we stop. It never happens. And for me, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Open up a door box is hard to close. Mm-hmm. So tell us about the threesomes. <laughs> tell you about them. I mean, I was a lot younger than I am now. Um, I mean... It's usually when I'm in a relationship with someone and we just decided we want to have a threesome with somebody. So we see someone. Would you do one right now? Like, say you were, you know, talking to this guy and, you know, one night y'all decided, hey, like, this person's cute. He wants to try it. Your significant other you're talking to. Would you be down at this age at this point? Yes, because I kind of feel like I'm at a point in my life where I maybe pops possibly maybe want to be kind of polyamorous oh really? um i don't i think i've gotten to the age of like when your parents were younger and you your mama had that man friend but it wasn't her boyfriend i feel like now i'm at the point where i want a companion uh, my mom didn't really have men friends really yeah, my dad really wasn't oh okay well <laughs> single mom yeah. so there but yeah she couldn't <laughs> handle male friends at all so. no but in, like i feel like i'm at the point now where i want more of a companion like you have your own house i got my own house but if we want to go out of town together or do things together like we do those things right. but i don't feel like i need you to be my man and we need to be up under each other all the time yeah. yeah a lot of people are saying that though because it's like you may get good sex from one person you may get good conversation from one you may like i don't a lot of people are saying that it's still not for me mm-hmm. um but a lot of people are saying that though so what is your what is your attraction to the the polyamorous community or lifestyle? I kind of feel like I think the the main attraction is that I feel like I can still have my own life. Like I can have someone be a part of my life, but I don't have to make my life be their life or their life be my life. Is like, it not considered greedy? Is it considered greedy? <laughs> I mean, to me, it could be because some people expect you like. I didn't know you a year ago and this was my life. And all of a sudden, now I know you and my life has to be all about you. And I don't, I don't really agree with that. Like they don't want to enter your world or mesh the world together. It's like, you have to shut off everybody else that you talked to before friends and all that kind of stuff to be with this person. And I don't, I don't want that. But in return, you still want that person and you still want that person, but you want somebody else. I mean, I'm not necessarily saying that I want somebody else. I think it's more so for that they can do their thing, but we're we still have our thing together. Oh, so you don't care what they do. You're you're Mm -hmm. good. Yeah. So that they don't put as much many stipulations and like all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to still be able to have my life, but you can go do your own thing too. But I'm not a jealous person. And it's important. Like we talked about this on one episode, and I think you brought up the point of like intertwining each other's lives. Like I want to show you my world. Like, you know, come to my gigs, like come to whatever, like me personally, maybe come see my classroom, like, Mm -hmm. you know, see me teach for the other person. Like, I'm going to come see what you do. Get to know your friends. Like, I think it's important. We think it's important to intertwine each other's worlds, but that is a really good point. Um, but I think if we intertwine worlds, then it's like, you know, like you don't have to be all up on me, but at the same time, like we have a good understanding. Right. You know, but I think, go ahead. I would say I want my life, your life. You have your life. I want to be together, but I'm Mm -hmm. not adding a three, four or five. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. I, I, I can't. I, that's, to me that's greediness and like I feel like I am enough <laughs> I'm every woman bitch it's all I agree <laughs> <laughs> so like 
I never met a person who was like actually like in a polyamorous relationship. I seen it on like, you know, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. But my question is like, how does that shit work? So like, what do you get tired of these two? You wanna ask somebody else? And yeah. they gonna be okay with it? Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? Like I yeah. think there's a difference between um polygamous and polyamory. Mm-hmm. And so I think polygamy is when you have multiple sex partners. And I think polyamory is when you're in love with multiple people. Yes. Mm. Uh, can they be hand-in-hand? That's where I feel like I I think it think. can be. I mean, of course, it's going to be hand-in-hand if you're having sex with the people that you're in love with. Like, you have a bubble. You have a pocket. Could you imagine dating four people in here? <laughs> in, my, in my opinion, somebody's going to get the short end of the stick. Somebody is, and it won't be me, bitch. <laughs> It won't be me either. It, it, would, be, it would be you regardless, because you're needy. Oh, it, it, I, I promise you. You're, you're super I'll needy. be the main bitch. I, no, I can't. I can't. I just could not do Somebody's getting the short end of the stick. And I feel like that's why I'm, I could never be like, oh, I'm messing with this person. I'm messing with this one. I'm talking to this one. Like, one of y'all is going to be like, where is your mind? Where's your attention? Like, you're not giving me enough. Like, I, I just, somebody's going to get the short end of the stick somewhere, in my opinion, when you start talking about more than one person. Who do you think it's shortest to got us for, Devin? If we were all with Brandon, no, no, yeah, like this out of well, okay, I don't, I don't. If we were all with Brandon, I'm not getting the short end of the stick. Who we're, you think with anybody? Who you think would be the short of the stick out of us four? I don't know. I would have. But to we're not say, including Brandon. Yeah, we're I not just out of okay. us four, right? But you were saying if we were with Brandon, yeah, who you oh. think get like he's our poly daddy? Yeah. <laughs> um, oh. What. <laughs> I don't know. I would feel like it's going to be between Solomon or Tay. Because Same. Solomon is really quiet. Um, and then Tay is just a facial expression. Like, he's outspoken, but he's not always going to be outspoken. With me and you, we're going to be fighting. We're going to be fighting, right. So, yeah. So that's what I feel. What about you? What do y'all think? Who right. do y'all think we destroyed this? What is this question? Because <laughs> Brandon's like, I don't want any of y'all, so why y'all even ask? What is no, going I'm on? I'm going to ask some of the questions, but... So he thinks oh, so he's the strongest. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> honestly, I think Rodney. Mm. Why? Because Rodney, like, he's sometimes he could be a little aggressive and a little obnoxious. So, oh, like, so you oh, feel like yeah. that's gonna be a turnoff for Brandon? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, I like that. Right. No, I like that. You broke yeah, it down by saying, "Hey, bitch," and like, I agree with anything you just said. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing to say. Right. Solomon, what about you? I actually think it would be between Devin and Rodney. Because you two argue so much, like, you would be so focused on arguing that you would neglect him. That's a good point. That is a good point. Look, Brandon, I so love Brandon. Kicking us off. <laughs> so, Brandon, who would get the short end of the stick? I mean, it would definitely be between you and Rodney. We would get the short end? Yes. Oh wow. You heard it yeah. first. <laughs> yes. Right here but literally, like, like, you hit the nail on the head, like, because I watch y'all all the time, and I just love the dynamic of how y'all argue, but I know it would really, like, get on my nerve. Okay. Like, uh, we got to stop arguing. What if there's a sugar daddy that wants You're to sugar daddy <laughs> But I, I literally see it being just the way we um, operate outside of the show mm-hmm. where you two argue and then me and Tay are in conversation but like what's right. going on what's going on because Tay's always like what are we going to do with them I'm so while they're on okay. date night with Brandon we still at the house arguing by the pool <laughs> he's fine <laughs> no, look look go to the club y'all can come in but y'all can't <laughs> 
And I'd be like, bitch, it's all your fault. <laughs> and we still arguing. And they still was like, they in the club. Do, 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 do. So now I'm trying to get a little bit. Okay. No, 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 I'm question. Well, I'm Okay. So, Brandon, okay. you know, set it off. Um, oh, yes. We haven't gotten to that part yet. No, I get to ask my one question about it. I okay. got to you took over. <laughs> no, I'm not mad because I'm always taking over. <laughs> So I'm not I'm not happy to share. See I share. See, point given. I know how to be submissive. <laughs> so if you could bring one person back from all the Ooh. trials and errors of set off ATL, who you feel like make the show pop, who oh. would it be? I feel like this answer is so staged. Uh, I mean, this question is so staged because I know what you want me to say. Exactly. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I'm talking about from everybody. From the first, like, from the first, first, first. I know. Like, honestly, it would be a tie. Between who? Between you and uh -huh. Kevin. Okay. <laughs> Why? Because all they did was argue. <laughs> like, seriously, like, it was pretty bad. Yeah. It was like serious arguing, like because you know we be kikiing, like there be serious moments where I'm like, bitch, don't call me sweetie. No, yeah, yeah, yes. Other than that, no, like seriously. Oh god. Yeah. Oh, god. I know they got me acting a fool, child. Yeah, because you feel ashamed, child. I was watching it. I was yeah. like, damn, right. A little. <laughs> <laughs> okay, your turn. Okay, um, so you consider yourself an opener, right? Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, so of the four of us, who would be the closest to your type? Oh. He's Solomon's. How knew he was gonna say? I figured that too. Though. I already knew I he was gonna say that. that. Too. Yeah. I already knew that. I knew it. I know Brandon. Like, <laughs> I figured that too. Though. I figured that too. <laughs> I figured that too. Okay. Hmm, okay. So, um, are we gonna go into? I want you to ask us a question before we move on. Oh yeah. Oh, can if, I can I circle to. back around to it so I can? Yeah, think yeah, yeah, Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, so for today's menage a trois, we are going to concentrate our questions towards the show. And so, um, set it off, ATL, why? Oh, gosh. Um, so, I grew up in a very, very small town in middle Georgia, Chester, Georgia. Um, pretty much editing videos and making shows and things and not realizing what I was doing. Um, like, I, that was back in the days of a VCR. So, like, I was able to, like, pause on the VCR and, like, make versions of, like, the BET Awards of only the performances, like, record black screen pause, record black screen pause, like, doing all... Yeah. yeah, so doing that. So, I was, oh, wow. at the time, I was editing videos not knowing I was editing videos. Um, and then it was around, like, middle school when I started seeing, like, Tyler Perry, someone who, like, whenever you start seeing their work every single thing that popped up on the screen was that person's name. And I was like, who is this person? What is he doing? So researching people like Tyler Perry, I was able to put a name to what I was doing. And I realized that I got, that I love the world of producing. Like I worked in um, um, the school plays and things like that, setting up the sets and all that kind of stuff. So I was doing these things, not knowing that it was a title for it. So with Set It Off ATL, I always wanted to see people who look like me, who act like me, who talk like me, walk like me, and all these different things. And in my mind, I just constantly kept seeing this group of gay men, but they didn't all look alike. Mm -hmm. So that's where Set It Off ATL came from. It's just, I wanted to show people outside of our community that not all of us are the same. And so that's where it all sprouted from. Okay. 
He came prepared, bitch. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know y'all, y'all was asking questions like this, but okay. But yeah, that's where it came from. So Dave, like you want to, I mean, tell you like you want to say something. What you about to ask? Um, so how did you choose your cast? Um, so as Rodney touched on earlier, this show has went through, I swear, at least 60 different people. Um, so it was just like auditions or word of mouth or just people that I knew in general. I was like, oh, I think it would be really good in front of camera. Excuse me. I had a best friend who all he ever wanted to do was be on reality TV. And I knew in my mind that I wanted to work in this world. So it was just like, let's just do it. So, I mean, it kind of started from there. And then, like I said, meeting people in Atlanta, talking to people in Atlanta, um, going out, seeing people at performances and things like that. I would reach out to them or like word of mouth or the audition process. I would say this, when I first auditioned for Saddle Off ATL, it was very impressive. It was like, like people's outside, I was like, "Bitch is really here." <laughs> like, you know, like you think like, "Ah, oh, they gonna be too many people." Like I walked up, it was inside a mall or something like that. The there was one at one point. Yeah, yeah inside the mall, and like they had four people sitting in the room. I said, "Oh, bitch, this is really, really happening." <laughs> like they had a little shady questions, but it was it really got your mind to like, "Damn, this is like really reality." Like. And you saw people out there like putting on personalities. Some people really being now. It was it was it to see, to be a part of the first season. I say was very well pilot. Let me correct my season. No, you okay. Uh, it was very interesting. Um, and I would say this. I want to let y'all talk. It takes a very strong person mentally mm-hmm. to do it. Um, uh, it takes a strong person mentally to do podcasts too. No, uh, this is a lot easier than. Oh, um, I'm not gonna say there's a level of like difference. I'm just saying that sometimes when people just want to argue or have something to say. Hey, no, you know. I'm not even gonna talk about arguing. It's just more. It's just. It's just so much behind the mm-hmm. scenes stuff that you can walk into something and somebody can say, "Bitch, I want y'all to," you know. Then like it, that happened, but like somebody put a bug in somebody's ear about something. You don't know what the fuck you're walking into. And it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but I can honestly say I appreciate doing the first season. Um, it really can help you um, expand your brand. I, I, I can, I'm a testimony of that. Um, but you just have to do it and have the right mindset. That's what to say that. That's it. Why did you want to do it? That's what that was going to be my question. For me, um, when I watched Chase in Atlanta, um, it was another show out there before Chase in Atlanta. It was really the first, actually, to my experience, the first gay show. It was a lawyer guy. Mm-hmm. In, the, in the life, Atlanta. Yeah, in yeah. life, Atlanta. And that made me want to move to I was like, oh my God, these dudes are living. Mm-hmm. They was at all the popular clubs. And I was like, but I don't see me. You know, like, I saw people, to me, that show was like more people in, like, career fields. Mm-hmm. You know, they had a couple of porn stars, dancers. But, like, that's not me. I want to see somebody who want to work, because I want to always be in media. And... When I saw Chase Lamb, I'm like, oh, I like that show too. And I did try out. I didn't get picked. It's okay. Um, and but I'm just like, but now it's like everything happens for a reason. And I feel like I want to get on a show where a boy from Mississippi can see themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, who can move to a city and truly survive. Because I'm from Gulfport. It's not population probably hundred thousand. 
people. Everybody know everybody. You know, you go to work, you're a doctor, you're a lawyer, or you're not doing anything at all. You know what I mean? So to come to Atlanta and really hit the ground running, I want to showcase that. And do I feel like I did that in a way? Yes. But I get caught up in some drama? Yes. <laughs> but I feel like I did my mission. From what okay. from the feedback I received from people who actually follow me and saw me on that show, they were appreciative. But a lot of people mm-hmm. also said, don't go back. <laughs> yeah, I think that's important to remember, though. Like, once you've, like, your time is up and some like, you, you may not have yeah. ever there. Like, you know, and just because you, like, are no longer a part of something doesn't mean that there's bad blood or that there yeah, was exactly. wrong, but your season, your time is up. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's important, too. Yeah, it was that's important, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, the, uh, this is no secret. I'm not a fan of reality shows. So mm-hmm. why why reality shows? Like, what's the appeal of a reality show? I, I will say for me, there's so many things in my life and in my family's life where I'm like, if we could just get paid for this, I, I probably wouldn't cry as much. Like, we probably wouldn't be as pissed off if we can get paid to go through the things we go through. I mm-hmm. So for me, it's like, and like things that you would never believe. So it's like seeing like other people go through things and a lot of it is, oh, well, I put a bug in somebody's ear, like you said, because I know you're going to go tell this person. So then when they get together for the camera, you know it's going to, you know what I mean? Not saying that's what y'all do, but mm-hmm. in reality, like, you know, people like purposely say things to kind of set the stage. So when I look at things that I go through or my friends go through and I'm like, we're, we're not setting any of this up. Like, where are the kids? The camera's got to be somewhere. Like, you know, so for me, I just love seeing reality TV and it kind of like, it isn't my reality. So it's still like watching a movie, watching a sitcom because it's not my reality. Um, and then even like Housewives of Atlanta, like things like that. I live in a major city now, coming from a small city. You said your hometown had like 100,000. Mine probably had 1,500, 2,000 in, in my small town. Oh, wow. So coming somewhere like this, where you're used to seeing on TV with the bright lights and all exactly. the celebrities and going to a restaurant and there's celebrities there and it's no big deal because that's what happens, you know? Like, it's just something that's kind of entertaining and I, I like to, to look at for me. And I wouldn't mind being a part of it as well, um, but I just wouldn't want... I know that I would easily be triggered with certain things, I and I just you will be triggered. And I don't, I don't want to be known for that person that is That's throwing glasses and picking up tables because I will p- easily pick up a table. You know what I mean? And I don't want to be. I don't want to see me that way. So as much as I would love to, I just don't. I know people would push me purposely, and I don't want to mm-hmm. be that. I don't want to go there. But then a part of me is like, did because you really say everything I wanted to say. I felt like I was getting in situations where I wasn't showing my best self. Right. Yeah, I could argue with you. I can really get down there. But, like, I'm like, but I'm so much more than that. Right. And I, want to- and I saw myself right. going down the path. I was like, do I want to be portrayed this way? No. You know, because anyone on this in this room can argue and cuss a bitch out. Right? Mm-hmm. But it's so much easier to do that. But what are you doing besides that? Right. You know, and not throwing shade. People who left the show, I don't see them doing shit. Right. And when cameras start feeling, I don't see them doing shit. Right. So, what was your main purpose? Going to start drama? To be right. arguing? To put on like you're doing? Like, to me, and, and it's no shade. It's just the truth. Like, it's the truth of truth. Like, if you really are living your life and walking your truth, it will be seen on and off camera. Right. And this is true to you. Right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. But people, when people are on reality shows, they make it, like, you just know. 
Like, who's a bitch that's just drama, reality show, that's all you are is drama. And then there's ones that's on a reality show, yeah, you caught up in a little bit of drama, but your career speaks for itself, right. your lifestyle speaks for itself, your intelligence speaks for itself, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I feel like it just depends on the person. Um, yeah, it depends on You the- see that a lot. Like, and even in this group of people, you see, you can easily find out the ones who were there to argue and the ones who were there to expand their brain or their business. So, yeah, I can absolutely agree with that. One person I feel like who actually, if I can just get into their foot, like their model, I think Oliver Twist has, Mm -hmm. as far as YouTube reality shows, Mm -hmm. he has the game, like the game on lock. I love how he went on the show and made him a fucking brand. Mm-hmm. Like, that, he did that shit. And then when you can't take away from him, you might not like him for whatever reason, but he's a fucking brand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He has, not only is he on this show, he did other shows. Like, to me, that is the epitome of what you want to be. Right. If all you want to do is argue and fight, yeah, he's such a humble person. He is. Yeah. So, like, that's what I was trying to model after. Like, because he was, like, he just... He's everywhere, the boys. He was just say, Bravo, cause you know what I mean. So right. I'm just like, if you're gonna like you can. Yeah, it's cute to argue and fight, but if this which uh, you want to be known for, you ain't my type of bitch. I'm gonna be around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a difference between letting the girls know, don't play with me, versus I just came to fight. I just came to argue. Like no, let the girls know, don't play with you. Cool, you know, so the girls know where you stand and not to play with you. But all that fighting and, like, it just, I don't know. Like, there's just so much more. I don't know. There's so much more. So, I don't know. But what I wanted to ask you, one of the questions I wanted to ask you is where do you see, like, the show going or where do you see, like, you and the show going um, after this? Like, is it giving, like, reunion show and, like, y'all are on mainstream TV sitting down with Andy on Bravo? Like, what is kind of, like, the, not end goal, but what is the next phase of everything that you see after people see the show? Good question. So, yeah, I, I would definitely love to see it on a major network, but at the same time, I would love to see pop-up productions be its own major, major network. Yes, okay. So, I want to take the appropriate steps to the, the appropriate shadowing and learning all the technical side of everything mm-hmm. first so that I could be the Andy Holmes, the Carlos right. Kings. Got you. I, I want to be able to like to shadow these people, like pick their brain, like learn how to do everything in and out. So that way, when it is my time that I'm ready for it. But yeah, I mean, I would love to see set it off like as big as you could possibly see. I want to see those billboards outside. I want to see these people everywhere because they all are amazing people to have great stories to tell so well just remember that you were on our podcast when all this happens so <laughs> I, will. I don't gotta send you an email to get my uh right rsvp and all that you're sending me something <laughs> right like, hey, got you, got you. <laughs> but i have a good question because that brings back to what i just said how is it being from a producer standpoint to manage different personalities it's a lot um my background was in restaurant management and I left restaurant management because I was tired of babysitting adults. Uh And I feel like I stepped into doing it all over again, just in a different kind of feel. Um, There's so many different personalities and so many wants and needs, or someone feels like there's favoritism over here, or someone wants to call you to talk to you about something that someone else, it's so much that goes into it and um it, it's kind of hard sometimes but i had i got to the point um i spoke to a few people who do this um andario and chase and i love him he said brandon when i upload that episode i close that laptop 
because I was literally in the comments like fighting people. They had something to say about everything. I was going back and forth with them. I was like, you don't know what, this is my baby. Like I put so much into this, but I had to get to the point of learning that the different personalities that I'm trying to like take care of them, make sure that everyone looks at them in a positive light. At the end of the day, whatever they did is what they did. And mm-hmm. so I had to let them kind of fight those battles. But it's it's kind of hard. And even if, even if like, what they did was completely tasteful, you know what I mean? There's people that are still going to not agree with exactly mm-hmm. what they're saying. Yeah. And since you said that, that was important for us because we started getting feedback. And then I think the very first feedback that I got was like, oh, Devin was mad. Y'all had him mad. And I'm like, and I'm, and they sent me the screenshot. I'm like, bitch, they don't know me. I'm not fucking mad. Like I was passionate about what the fuck I'm saying. I'm not mad. Like I was really piping up. Like I'm not mad. Like I'm cool, but it's again, you have to like, again, people are going to watch. And then because of who they are going to have their own perception of like what they're seeing Mm -hmm. and what they're hearing. So it was a a matter of realizing, okay, well you're recording every week and the world is going to see it. Not the whole world, maybe, but the world is, it's out there for Mm -hmm. the world to see and everybody's not going to agree. So I think I'm with you. Like I had to just realize like, okay, don't even go to the comments because what you're about to do is get your show canceled. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I had to learn the same thing because we record every single week. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, like we have so much to say, like we have like bullet points of things to talk about and we never get to like half of it. Mm -hmm. And you wouldn't think that an hour of conversation would go by just like that. Mm-hmm. And there's so many things that are left unsaid. And so like we've have we've have, we've had some pretty hard hitting topics and we end up like laughing and kicking halfway through it and then it's just like did we get did we get our point across? Did we do right. what we said that we wanted right. to do? Um and so while we're still being serious and we're still um being passionate about what we do, at the end of the day, we're still friends and we still sit here and have friendly conversations. Right. Um, and so, like, when we had that one comment, um, I think one of the openers was like, you guys missed the mark on that. I think I wrote, like, three, four paragraphs. Uh-huh. <laughs> was like, no, we were we were on it. Right. We were on it. You misread. That's, <laughs> That's how y'all did on the reality show episode. <laughs> yeah. I was so excited for the episode, and I was like, they didn't even talk about reality TV. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So we completely missed the mark. Was that you? That said we missed the mark? No, 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 no. I didn't say that. No. <laughs> I guess um, one thing I would say, when you when you are filming, the camera only catch so much, mm-hmm. and people judge you for that one moment. And you like, damn, I did this one thing that I did all this other great thing. We be some for this one fucking moment. And I think that's not fair. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, cause I, what you going back saying, like, you don't even know me. Right. Like you said right. before hour, you don't know what the fuck I do outside this right. hour. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. give me grace. And one thing for with with set it off, one thing I like what Brandon was doing is the fact that it shows different age groups of Atlanta, right? And it used to really piss me off when people were like, they're old, they're old. I'm just like, bitch, Housewives is 40 and 50. Mm-hmm. I don't say Karen from Housewives of Potomac, that's my girl, love her to death, but she's definitely, you know, a little up there. 
You know, yeah. that, you know, and, I and that's like, fine. But I feel like, why wouldn't you want to be? I feel like that's narrow minded for somebody to be look at them. They're old because that's saying that you only want to see the lives of people that are your same age. Right. But we're all going to be older one day. So you wouldn't want to be older and see what the older people mm-hmm. like, you know, in your age bracket are doing. So I think that's kind of narrow minded. If one thing pissed me off comes most about when I was on the show, that pissed me off the most. I'm like, because yeah. even if I don't like a person, it takes a strong person to get on camera and share their life. Yes, yeah, to be true. vulnerable and be completely... To be yeah. vulnerable. Yeah. And, you know, I would say everyone on that cast had real vulnerable moments. If you to show yourself and showcase that, if somebody going to call you old... Right. Right. Like, bitch, fuck you. I would want to say so much to come out, like, I'm going to leave out. Yeah. But, like, that really pissed me off because I was there. Sometimes you're there in that moment and you see what's happening. Right. Or you're not there. You heard about it. And, like, that makes people stress off. Like, right. you put some out there, like, you put a, 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 a event together. And, you know, you put all your hard earned into it. And then people just tear down. Mm-hmm. Right. So what do you think you've learned about yourself after watching yourself? That's a really good question. Like, I got title Phaedra parts, and I don't know why. They said I was supposed to be a Southern Belle. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to be polite and well, you know, all this whatever. And like, I'm like, yeah, I can be Phaedra, but bitch, you can get Nene too. Right. And people take your kindness for weakness, and they feel like you don't supposed to be good for yourself. And y'all know I'm not like that. Like what? You're not like what? I speak up for myself. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. So, and so when people start noticing that, like, oh, damn, Rodney do talk back. Yeah, bitch, I do. You know, like... I mean, I don't think anybody from Open Relationship Podcast has seen you or even thought of you as a person that doesn't talk back. Yeah, Because a lot of times you're talking first. (laughs) Yeah, so to, to... Towards the end, it really I had a conversation with someone. Y'all gonna see it um, on the show, I think, with um Um Y'all totally. Oh, okay. He was basically saying like when we had a conversation like you was phase apart, giving like I'm just like, yeah, bitch, but I'm not letting my dog me in the comments, I'm not supposed to be shit right. up like who do y'all think I am? Like, so he was basically saying because you give Phaedra, then you need to always give Phaedra. Exactly. And that's, and that's not that, true no, Don't reality. put me in a box. Don't put me in a box. And that, and of course, some people But did. even Phaedra didn't always give Phaedra. Like, when she read um, Marlo, I think, on the reunion, and she was like, oh, the guy you... Or no, Kenya. 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 Yeah. And she was like, oh, he has to, like, nut in a cup for you mm-hmm. and, like, all this. Like, <clears throat> she's Southern Belle, but she still... Like, I feel like people still have their ways. Like, don't let the outside fool you don't let the kindness fool you and not to say that you can't trust people because there are a lot of genuine people and i'm one of them however there's a side to me still whether that's out of anger whether that's out of you hurt my feelings okay i'm not the nice sweet devin that you'll normally get so like you said it's about giving people grace and depending on the situation yeah and i guess too and i'm gonna get off my soapbox because it's just about brandon um and what what kind of really pissed me off too is when I was friends with a person and I thought we were cool. It was so funny, people are cool with you in my from my experience only to like try to use it against you down the line on mad day. Okay. And I'm just like, what the fuck did I ever do to you? <laughs> you know? And when I saw myself doing that, I'm like, you know what? Because I really probably would have punched that person in the face. 
I was that livid. Who is this person? When I said, you're the fake-ass bitch. Oh, okay. <laughs> and what stopped you, do you think, from punching that person? Because I'm like, is this... For one thing, and this, and I want to say this too. For one thing, when you work hard for what the fuck you're doing, and when you have people really watching you and following you, you got producers on networks and things. And I was like, is this person or this situation worth me losing connections for things I really want to do in life? You know what I'm saying? And for me, the answer was no, because it was getting a lot. It was, I felt it was like getting attack Rodney all the time. Okay. Like 24 fuckers. I can say one thing, it's blown up a portion. And but it I mean, I feel like I was the show. This <laughs> I was. And, and when you watch like Frank was, they probably sit talking with me after when I leave. Like, cause I came there and one thing and Brandon contested this, I didn't put on for my lifestyle. The cameras truly followed me. I didn't throw events together just to do stuff. I really showed my life. And unfortunately a lot of things got lost. Because of whatever, but like I wasn't lying about my life, and a particular person doing the show said, "You know what? Next season they gonna come for you." I'm like, "Why would you say?" They said, "Rodney, because no shade, you really done a lot within out of everyone." I'm like, right. "What does that mean?" Like I wasn't thinking like that. He's like, "No, like I know what you did outside outside the show before the show. Like you really was doing a lot of shit, and people trying to come after that." I'm like. Right. And now when I love, I'm like, I get what they're saying. Because when you're not really doing what you want to do and somebody is doing what you want to do, I'm not going to say it's envious. It makes you feel some type of way. You know what I mean? For certain people. For certain uh, people. Because there's those of us, like myself, um, like, I have a Benz, but I do want a BMW truck. I want, like, I think it's the X5. So say you got the X5. I'm like, damn, bitch, I want the X5 too. Like, I can't wait to get the X5, but I'm not going to be like... How you gonna get it before me? Like, you know, like, oh, you got the X5, you think you all that. Like, I don't know, like, it depends on the person. Like, certain people still could aspire to have what you have, but not be envious because you have it already. Or you can just ask and I will show you. <laughs> well, I know how I can get an X5, but I'm but right now I want to keep my Benz. I just got my Benz, so I don't want to just I guess what I'm trying to say, I'm not hiding anything. If you were to come to me and say, hey, I want to learn this. But that's the thing. People don't be envious because they feel like you're hiding the secret. They're envious because you have what you have and you are who you are, not because you didn't tell me how to get there. I'm mad that you're even that person or have those things as it is. Hmm. But that just means you have to watch who you hang around with because yeah. technically, I mean, well, just in gen in general, like your friends should celebrate your accomplishments. Mm -hmm. And so lastly, well, just following up on the last question, like what I've learned about myself is that I thought I was going to get on the podcast and like be kind of boring um, because I don't really talk a lot. Um, but when I do, it's just like, I'll give little tidbits and then I'll just back out. I'll give little tidbits and then I'll just back out. But I actually realized after watching myself, I'm a little shady. You're a lot shady, um, but just in a more subtle way. You but you what? also have a lot of good. I didn't need that. Okay. <laughs> well, from, you know from the since from we did, well, since some of us did talk more than Brandon, at least you just let him in so I can solve him. Well, yeah. that's that's what yeah, that's yeah. what we're getting yeah. to. And okay. He, okay. So and the, hopefully he has his questions for us. Too. Yeah. And so the, the so the question is like, what have you learned about yourself during this entire process of being an executive producer and just being a creative? I learned that 
Well, I, I learned patience because um, I used to not have like any patience at all. Like I expected everything to be very microwavable. Like I want it right now. It should be done right now. So um, I, I learned over time that it's it's a very slow process to get to this point. Um, so I, um, I learned that. I also learned that it's harder than I thought it would be. Like I went into the world of reality TV because I thought that it was going to be easy. I'll be able to make content. I could put it out there faster. It's not scripts. I don't have to worry about hair and wardrobe and makeup and all that kind of stuff. And it's a lot like these people are some divas and I'm coming from a a very small country town dealing with some of these people who just like have these huge egos and personalities and things like that. So I had to learn how to deal with that. Um, The gays in Atlanta, not to cut you off, the gays in Atlanta, divas like yes it's like girl okay but go ahead not to cut you yeah i agree but yeah i i had to learn that um i also learned that i can't do it by myself like like again reggie like he is my partner like reggie is my right hand man like the editing he does the videography like it's all reggie and i learned that i may have the vision but sometimes you need someone else who can actually execute it Mm -hmm. and for me that's reggie so I, i i learned that you can you can get really close to people in working relationships and also have like real life genuine friendships. And for me, that's how it is with Reggie. So I got a messy question mm-hmm. <laughs> for the cast who is on there now. Who is your favorite? Who is your most least? Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> I oh, wouldn't that's... even answer that if I were you. That, yeah, like yeah, you I, can. I said he can, but I wouldn't answer that if I were no. You. <laughs> Not at this junction. Maybe she's too. But honestly, I I can say I don't have a favorite. You know? Does that make sense? Like it's like there's certain people that I just love them to death, and I I I like to watch people who have an idea for something. Like especially when I went to the studio for the first time with a musical artist, they literally just have a beat, and by the time we live out of the studio, it's a beat. Like it's music, it's words, everything is all together, and to me, that's like magic. So I love seeing people like start something and then finish it. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, there's just I wouldn't what say I have a favorite. It. Who is the which of the cast members surprised you the most? Surprised me, and like out of the current yeah. group. Um, for their own different reasons, I would say Miss JT surprised me like a lot. Um, I would say that Terrence surprised me a lot this season. Excuse me. Um. Antonio, like I watched, he grew up a lot from last season to now. So that was really good to see. Um, like surprised me, like knocked me off my feet. I would say Bus Clown. Yeah, I he surprised me so much that I just wanted to see more. Like I didn't want it to stop. So. Oh yeah. wow. Tay, what's that face about? I don't know Bus Clown. <laughs> How do you know Bus Clown? We used to be roommates. Is that all? Bitch, yes. <laughs> Don't say bitch, because every time we drop a name in the group. Oh, you know what? That's true. It's oh, he tried to talk to me. Yeah, he tried to talk roommates. to me and my man. Bus Clown? Uh-huh. Well. Well. I don't know. That sound, I don't sound like more than roommates, but because I would just be like, oh, that was my roommate. Bus clown, cool. Unless he, it's not like he got some teeth. Right. Like it was a little more than just roommates. But if you say it wasn't, then. Look, look you got a spot on the next season. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, Brandon, so what? Really quick, because you keep asking him questions, but I want him to have a moment to ask us questions, too. So don't forget about that. Piece. Okay. Whenever you're ready, though. Gotcha. Okay. Um, What are you looking forward to coming out of this season? First of all, it being done. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I'm I'm really looking forward to people being able, like viewers, to get more stories about some of the people who they saw last season, like to see the continuation from that into the new season. Also for them to be able to see um, more people who they may not have known before the show. It's always in my mind about if you're going to be in front of the camera, make it beneficial to yourself. Yeah. So I really am looking forward to seeing how this can help out people in any way. I'm not saying it will, but I'm definitely looking forward to seeing if it does help out anyone in any kind of way. Okay. Any final question, guys, for he asked my question? No, I, I think I asked everything for now because they keep telling us we're running out of time. And I'm like, how do we only have a few minutes left? I feel like we just got here. Right. Um, so, but one thing I did want to say really fast or ask you to tell the people, um, when can they see the show? How can they see the show? Because I know we'll be wrapping up really soon mm -hmm. after you ask your questions. So before we go, just look at the camera and tell them, like, when can they expect to see okay. it? You know, like you want me to do it now? Yeah. 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 Okay. So you guys can find Set It Off Atlanta on the Pop Up Productions YouTube channel. Um, just head over there. The show premieres October 26th at 8 p.m. Yes. And we'll be tuning in. So y'all, if y'all love us, y'all tune in too. I will be tuning. Yeah. I'm going to tune in. You know <laughs> you're going to tune in. I'm sure you will. Yeah. And we're going to tune in and support both of y'all. So. Okay. Yeah. But all right. So do you have any questions for us or you weren't able to think of? Me? I have a generic question. Like, first of all, what made you guys want to get into podcasting? Because it's something that I've always been interested in, but I hate being in front of the camera. Do you want to start since you kind of brought us all together or you don't care? With this, um, I have, I have like what I have come up with friends and I have this. So with this, I want to really specialize in LGBTQ community. Um, and really get different people like to me when you see gay podcasters out there they're all the same people like they all agree the same it's no like back and forth it's nobody like it's no free thinking right. and when I created this show I wanted each person to be their own lane I don't want you agreeing with me just because you want to agree with me like truly speak your mind have an open mind and be informative and I fucking did a good job with y'all Okay. I'm proud of us. We do those. We do those things do. that you just said. Um, you gonna, okay? I guess I'll go next. Um, I just I love everything like radio, TV, um, Anchor Woman, Anchor Man. <laughs> All those no I, for other people, but for me, Anchor Woman. But no, seriously, like I just love everything. Like you know, person, anything that I can show my personality and just like. I feel like I like to kiki and have a good time. Mm -hmm. And and genuinely, like, if we were just in a room right now with us, the conversations as far as my end would be the same. Right. Like, one minute I'm serious, the next minute I'm like, let's laugh a little bit, let's kiki. Like, that's just how I am. I love conversation. I love to talk. Um, and I, I do see myself on reality TV one day. But I feel like this is something that allows people to get to know me as far as who I am without me feeling like there's pressure to fight someone mm -hmm. or to argue with someone. You know, when we argue a lot, I mean, we've all had our differences, but Rodney and I argue the most, as y'all can see. And it's never anything like I can't wait to beat your ass after the show. You know, I think offline, we may have had one incident where it's like, okay, either Rodney's going to punch me or I'm going to punch Rodney. But literally, other than that one time, like, it's, it's never been that. So I just enjoy 
you know, us having this space, like, and then coming to, like, these guys are, like, there for me when I need them, mm-hmm. whether it's a sad day, a good day, we're talking about dick, we're talking about money, we're talking about sadness, what or was family. Like, what is mine? What, dick? I mean, tell the truth. No, I said money first, and I say dick. You, you said, said dick, dick first. You, did, you said dick first. <laughs> All right, well, I mean. <laughs> In that order. But yeah, so that, that's me. I'm not going to take up the last 10 minutes, so that's me. 10 minutes, shit. Um, for me, I was, I, I really just want to utilize my voice, and so I did college radio um in undergrad and then um just went silent for the most part just on the on the grind trying to get into my profession and then now that i am in my profession now that i'm more stable i wanted to just get back into something that i enjoyed um i always wanted to do something um like podcasting i'd never envisioned that it would be um audio and uh, video um but i like who i am i like who i am in this space yeah we like who you are in this space too well thank you um, for me, I was a little nervous um, to do it at first. I guess Tay was the most difficult. <laughs> I Tay, I was thinking spot. I feel like Tay wasn't difficult. No, behind Tay, know what I mean behind the scenes. Oh, okay. I like bitch. You want to be here or not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I guess as like I got to know them more and I got more comfortable. You know, it became like for me like a safe space. Um, mm. I enjoy oh. like being able to like share my truths right. and like to inspire other people to be able to share their truth. So I think that's what really touched me the most because so many people reach out to me, you know, when they watch the show and they see something I went through or something, they can relate. So that made me feel really good that I could touch other people with my stories and my truth, so. Amen. Well, unfortunately, I think we have to close. I know you guys are sad that we didn't have Left on Red tonight. It's your favorite segment. Um, however, you know, we're very thankful that Brandon was able to come on the show. Thank you. Um, we want you guys to tune in. He told us where you can see it. So thank you for joining the four of us and our guest <laughs> as we uh, swallow hard topics and spit difference of opinions. There you go. Now you don't know swallow. 